Hello and welcome to episode 133 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Well, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> and I've been really like trying to be patient, practicing patience, uh -huh. um, because <laughs> we are going to chat today about the next two, what did he call them? Sh mindset shifts. Yes, mindset shifts. <laughs> you know the book that's called yeah. the, the shift. shift. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Shift number. So shifts number three and four because yeah, you know I we we were chatting and I'd said to you that this none of this is new because mm. um you still working for WW, I previously worked for WW. This has all been sort of the training and it's also been the message from like 2014 when when Dr. Foster um, joined WW. Mm -hmm. But now with the book, it just allows him the freedom to get a little deeper into mm -hmm. what this means, like some other little tidbits, like I was like a highlighting crazy woman and you know now I've got my sticky notes here and um I was worried because the font was so big in the book and it's not that big a book no that there wasn't going it was going to be a bunch of fluffy stuff and that uh, I'd be disappointed so I have pleasantly it's pleasantly surprised. it's interesting actually that you say that, that you were worried about fluff because it does have like when you from the outside, it looks like it's like going to be this, you know, real hardcore, meaty, self-help kind of book, right? Yeah. And right. then you open it up and you're right. The font is quite large. It's also quite spaced out. And yes. the pages, like the paper is quite yes. thick. thick. And so it, so it really, like, as soon as you open the book, you think like, okay, this book looks like it's a certain length. It's actually only half the length that it looks like. And yeah. then you do kind of have the sense like, this is just fluff. Because it looks like it's like from the inside, it looks like fluff. But yeah. then you start reading it and it is not. No. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Nancy Drew books. The feel, yes. the page feel, like as opposed to the mouth feel, the page yes. feel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the appearance, like the text, the yes. font, everything. Yes. You're absolutely yeah. right. It does yeah. It does look, it does appear to be a Nancy Drew. <laughs> and, and, but if you're looking for like, you know, uh, a clever, precocious girl and her friends solving mysteries, you're not going <laughs> to find it in the ship. <laughs> No, you're not. You might find it on Beyond the Weight. <laughs> you might. <laughs> but definitely not in the shift. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, Sidebar. Before yes. we get into um, the next two sections of the shift, mm -hmm. I am reading another book, like, right now that... <laughs> that I wasn't going to say anything about, but now that we're just like talking about it and talking about books, it's on my mind to say. And the book that I'm reading, it's called Hood Feminism. And I was going to take a screenshot of it and actually send it to you, Sandy, because I think you'd be interested in it. It's called Hood Feminism, Notes from the Women that a Movement Forgot. And the Ooh. author is Mickey Kendall. It's really... It's really fascinating because every chapter of the book is 
about a certain topic that isn't necessarily presented in society as a feminist issue. And so then the author breaks down exactly why people who consider themselves feminists and people who are interested in, in women's rights need to be really concerned about these issues. And so one of the chapters was about food insecurity. Yeah. It was fascinating. And so then she gets into um, eating disorders and obesity Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. food scarcity and food deserts and, you know, and, 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 and so she talks about all of these things within the context of the United States. She occasionally does some comparisons with other places too. Like there's, um, I just finished reading the chap- a chapter about missing and murdered. And so yeah. she makes some comparisons between how Canada is recognizing the missing and murdered Indigenous women in, in our country and compares that to what's happening or not happening in the States. And so, like, she does make comparisons, but it's mostly within the States, the context. But, I mean, it's the, the contexts yeah. are pretty applicable to any Western society. Uh, yeah. So, so interesting. So I, I've definitely, I'm, I'm only like two thirds through. I'm, I'm yeah. not at the end of it yet, but for the, for this chapter on food insecurity yeah. alone, I would recommend it to you and, and to anyone who's interested at all in, in sort of bigger social issues and, uh, you know, facing our world. And then, and then to have them like to have her speak so candidly and wisely about mm-hmm. how this should be at the forefront of what women and feminists of all sorts are really fighting for, you know? And, and she even talks about, like, a lot of the common white feminist arguments you know like the idea of you know women being paid 77 cents to the dollar you know and and things like that Mm -hmm. and she's like these are issues for these women but not all women let's talk about issues for all women and uh, i mean it's it's great it's it's a good it's a good read i would i would put it on your list yeah. Um, well, I've already got a hold on that book and it's only, it's a seven hour audio book. So I will wait yeah. for the audio book because I'm always like looking for something to I mean, listen well, to in the kitchen, you know. I've got two and a half hours left on it. So I'll be returning it shortly and it'll be coming your way. <laughs> so you hope if, it, if only it worked that way. That <laughs> no kidding. You were sending it to. Can you imagine? I'm going to return this as long as you send it. shall we get into let's do it dr foster's book let's do it you know what before we get into the next two can i just there were a couple of things that i noticed after um that we that i didn't get to mention that i i felt like that just sort of hit me so one of them was was there were three he i think he had put there were three components of self-compassion and one of them was just common humanity and that sometimes we just forget that we are just human. Mm-hmm. We are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, some days you make more than others. You might have a day you don't make one, but you might have a day you make a whole bunch. And that that is 
common to everyone, mm-hmm. every single person. So I thought that that was to me important as a good reminder mm-hmm. um, of that. And then the other thing was, I think we talked, we might have touched a little bit about it because I think it was when we were talking about the character assassination, but it's just about food um, becoming a moral issue. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I had already heard that message from him on a, on a cruise when he talked about, you know, like cheating the word cheat. And you and I have talked about that. We hate that word. Why do we associate that word with food? Mm -hmm. Cheating is a moral issue. It has nothing to do with you ate, you know, an extra muffin or had an extra, you know, ounce of cheese or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. Um, or a box of cereal, whatever, 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 whatever whatever it was, whatever it was that day, Twizzlers, pink popcorn. I don't know. It could be, (laughs) it could be a plethora of things, right? Or combination thereof. I was going to say might be all of the above. (laughs) Yes. So, um, but, but we do need that reminder. And, And the example that he gave was like, if I get a call that my son who's in university has cheated on an exam, that's a moral issue. Like I have mm-hmm. to think about how did I raise him? What are his own standards? He said, or if I'm on this cruise and I find out that my wife had an affair, mm-hmm. that's a moral issue. He mm-hmm. said, that is cheating. Cheating is not, should not be associated with food. So yeah, that is very different from, I planned on having two slices of pizza and then I had four. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. But we, yeah. but we get, and I mean, by four, I mean six. Yeah. But, <laughs> but. So you're going, a buoy, a buoy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we do get into these patterns of categorizing good and bad, right? Good and bad, right and wrong, you know, okay, not okay, mm. fair game, cheat. Mm-hmm. Right? Even healthy, unhealthy. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just like. Some food is it fuels you better than others, but everything everything is okay. Yeah, it's just moderation, balance. My dad used to say this all the time, and I hated hearing it. But I mean, you know, usually when my dad says things, they are right. But he <laughs> always used to say like everything in moderation, like everything yeah. in moderation. And I hated it. I was like, just give me three plates full. Like, stop, stop talking to me about everything in moderation. You know, he's like. I mean, you know, certainly as a younger and not so younger person, you know, I just wanted more, but you also, I, I, at least I really had this sense that if it was something that was quote unquote good for me, then I should be able to have whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And then if it was something that was quote unquote bad for me, I wasn't supposed to have it. But that was, I mean, that is exactly this idea, right? This idea of making this a moral issue. As soon as you attach the, uh, the value of something is good or something is not, something is worth, yes, worthwhile something is not you know as soon as you attach those kinds of values to food it becomes a real difficult thing to maneuver in your head Mm -hmm. and it also I think maybe this is why so many of us have so have so much difficulty 
with the idea and the freedom of everything is on the table. Yeah. Because for a lot of us, I think we've just been ingrained with this idea and indoctrinated with this idea Mm -hmm. that there are things that are good, there are things that are bad, there are things that are healthy, there are things that are unhealthy. And not only have we categorized every piece of food, we also have been given very strict instructions that these are the things you have and these are the things you don't. Right. Yes. You know? And just as your dad with his everything in moderation, it's too much of a good thing is still too much. Mm -hmm. And so we can sometimes get caught up in that because overeating something that is, you know, good or a healthier option or you get more nutrients from Mm -hmm. um, really, really is there's a there's a, a an underlying issue there mm-hmm. right so the and that's what needs to be worked on mm-hmm. because that will never go away mm-hmm. right so yeah yeah, yeah. it's very that's good deep. it's very deep. yeah 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 i'm well i'm glad you brought that up though because we didn't um that was in the earlier part of the book we didn't talk about yeah. that last week so yeah Okay, let's get started with shift number three. Yep. Mindset shift number three is I the the old way of thinking, I should take big steps for big results. Mm-hmm. Shift, I should take small steps for right. big results. Yes. And so this shift is all about recognizing the importance of small goals really yes Mm -hmm. right taking setting small goals taking small steps toward them and then continually taking those steps in an effort to build a habit yes so was there anything specifically in that section that you that really stuck out to you or that you were interested in i there was there were a few things but one thing because well, I, okay, I, I don't want to get too ahead because this is really just about the habit. I think with the goal setting that I, I it took me a long time, but I buy into that before I bought into that. Ah, is, okay. Right. Because you have the goal that you want to remove 50 pounds, but you need to have, you need to change the habits along the way and have smaller goals because to, it's, it, it's too much and you mm-hmm. don't, it's too long. I think it's what, what um, he really talked about in the book was that it's too far before you get the reinforcement uh, of actually achieving that. And then what happens is that we don't, we give up mm-hmm. because we, it's, it, we, we feel like we haven't made it. Mm-hmm. So when you have those small goals, And then you achieve those and then you reward yourself in some way for Mm it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was never one. Were you one to like actually have a physical reward? You were. Okay. No, I was not. I stole your question. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I I have a sticky note with a question because I was going to ask you because that's one of the things that 
exactly what you said, you know, when you have a big goal, especially, I mean, any big goal, but in this case, if we're talking about a weight loss goal, yeah, you're not going to get there in a week. Yeah. Or in two or in four or in eight or yeah. in, you know, 40, depending yeah. on what your goal is. Right. And so, right. and it's exactly that, like the reason that we do things is because they're reinforced. And so when we have some positive reinforcement, we're more likely to do it again. Mm-hmm. And that positive reinforcement comes in a lot of, di- like can present itself in a lot of different ways. But, but one of the ways is, a, is, a, is an actual physical reward. But, yes. And so he talks about this idea of, you know, are there going to be enough rewards along the way to keep you motivated? And so I was going to ask you, did you reward you, like as you were losing weight and you were moving towards your, your ultimate weight loss goal, did you reward yourself? And I, I didn't, however, I was very motivated by the, um, whether it was, I think at one point with WW, like when it was Weight Watchers, we might have got almost like um, um, like something you would get in school, you know, for like yeah, like race little day. like Bravo stickers. Yeah. Oh, a yes. ribbon. Yes, a ribbon or something. And then they moved to getting the like little charms, yeah. or we got the like the Bravo the Bravo stickers, stickers really never did much for me, yeah. but anything. I remember I actually being with with um, with leaders who we would either have a like um, you put like little baubles onto some sort of a like, like a, a pin or something mm-hmm. or the it was the colored you put papers God this is bad this is I think really you need bad. To I have no idea what you're talking sounds about. like you have a bunch. <laughs> And then there are things that kind of open a little bit and they were colored and you can put them all together. A paper clip? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't believe that we just had that much uncertainty about a paper clip. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, good. Paper clip. Paper clip. Right. So that I could, and that was like for every pound that was, that was removed, you know, you had that and then you have this great big thing that you have. But as far as like, I never purchased anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't No, none of, none of that kind of stuff. Well, you know, well, let's be honest. I I will, you know, I did it anyways, either. It didn't matter. I was going to say my overeating binge on my way in days, which lasted a long time. (laughs) (laughs) that was kind of the the reward it was the reward and it was also I felt sorry for myself so it (laughs) It was anything right it was just a reaction (laughs) did you did you reward yourself when you got to your goal uh uh you know what at the last time well that's when I ended up with breast implants (laughs) so there you go (laughs) so did you reward yourself or Phil no, you know what? That was, that's a, he's the one that said, did you go and do it? Because I would never say with them, you know, I'd be like, it's a lot of money. That's ridiculous. You know, blah, 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 blah. But at that point I was like buying things to like put inside of my dress, like inside my bra, like if I was wearing certain things because yeah. they had changed, like there was nothing in them anymore. 
Um, no, and and I would say that I, I it was like ninety five percent for me. Okay. Okay. Five percent for him. Like it, okay. the, I, the motivation, he would never have said go and do it. Like, no, no. Yeah. Then, yeah. But um, but that would probably be. And it it wasn't. I didn't. I it wasn't like my long term. Like I never no, thought about it. It just sort of ha- happened to coincide. It just, it just sort of happened and coincided for what was the result of all of the last bit of weight happened to come from there, and so really was about I've done all of this work but I'm really not happy with the way that I look Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah. anyway yeah I I also did not like I, I didn't purchase anything or like do anything like along the way like I know a lot of people do like you know at a certain you know, point, they like treat themselves to something or whatever, like, you know, whether it's new clothes or new, what, like, I mean, I guess at different points along the way, I got new clothes, but it was never, it never felt like it was a reward to me. Like it just felt like this is what I need to do now. You know, it almost felt like a chore even. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I never did, but I would say that the re like it was reinforcement enough for me to see what the number was doing on the scale and to feel the way that my body was feeling like that was enough reinforcement to to keep yeah. going. Like I just it felt it felt so good, you know, that yeah. that I just kept doing what I was doing. Um and then when I finally got to my goal, I remember that on the day that I got to my goal, I bought myself a food scale. Oh, that, well, that is really weird. And I, and, and I, and I used it and was like, why didn't I get this like a year ago? But I also don't know as it like I it wasn't like I was treating myself to it. It was just like it was one of those things that I kind of thought about doing but didn't necessarily want to spend the money on it. And so then finally I was like, you know what? Today's the day. Like I'm just gonna yeah. do it. You know? Yeah. 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 But I think mm-hmm. um, but I think maybe that's an important thing to notice to to note too about this is that you know, the reason we want to set small goals for ourselves is because we want to be continually reinforced, right? We want to continually remind ourselves that what we're doing is what we want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And, and so that reinforcement can look differently for different people. Like I think, I think some people, you know, to get a charm, is a big deal. Like that's a major positive reinforcement and other people are like, I don't care about that. Like that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't motivate mean anything you. to me. It doesn't yeah. motivate me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. so that was, that was, that was yeah. a question I had for you too. I'm, yeah. I'm not yeah, surprised. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. That you said. Yeah. <laughs> the other yeah. thing that's in this section about goals that, I think is really, really important is that Dr. Foster um, differentiates between an outcome goal and a behavior goal. And so the outcome goal is the goal 
where you want, like that you want to have achieved or the goal that you want to mm -hmm. like be the case. And so weight loss is a perfect example of an outcome goal. I want to mm -hmm. have lost 50 pounds. I want to have lost a hundred pounds, whatever. I want to have lost 20 pounds, whatever it is. But, but that isn't, it isn't, the, the trick with that is that you need to have accomplished all these little behavior goals. And this is what you were talking about, like that you have to have all these changes and habits and things happen in order to achieve the outcome goal. So you yeah. have to, have, you have to do all of these little behaviors in order yeah. to get there. And so that's why he talks about the behavior goal. And I know at WW workshops, we're always talking about like, what is the behavior? What, are, what is it that you're going to do this week, as opposed to having like short term weight loss goals, right? Right. And so, so my question then for you, Sandy, was, did you ever have like, we, like, was your weekly goal ever like this week, I'm going to lose a pound this week. I'm going to lose, like, did you ever have a weight loss goal or like by Christmas, I'm going to have lost this much or like those types of goals? No. So mine would be a weekly where I would be with whatever the weight, like whatever I weighed in as, and then I would like be like, okay, well for next week, this is the number, like this is where I want to be. So it was a weekly thing. I do know that, you know, the, especially, um, this, like the last time getting to goal, it was more with, okay, I need to like change the middle number. So like, I, I need, you know, let's get to that point and see mm -hmm. how that goes because there was, there was, um, even I, 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 ha I kind of struggled because of what the BMI for my height is and that I had been at that in my first time at goal and I, and I, I just couldn't maintain it. Okay. Like I, it, and I was worried about that again. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I, like, so that, so even though I knew that that was what, where at that point, WW's messaging was, was that that's where I, I had to be or should be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was thinking I'm never, it's, it's like, you're always thinking, well, you're never going to get there. So what are you going to be okay with? But you're never really okay. So it's like mm. you're kind of playing lip service to it without really feeling it. Okay. Okay. Um, which is, which is why I ended up when I got close, I ended I, I asked for a doctor's note mm -hmm. um, because I knew there was something mentally that if I got to that, I wouldn't be able to to maintain it anyways. And yeah. so it was a bit of a block. Now, since then, there have been times in my life that I have been under that number that I was the first time. Yeah. And felt fine. Yeah. But but then I can have like a six, you know, six pound gain or something mm -hmm. and still be within my goal. And then I think, why am I, but then, and then it, that Fs me all up in the head. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's like setting your goal weight and we've, I mean, this is a bit off, but many times we hear people say, oh, I'm 20 pounds below my goal. Well, the, 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 the 20 pounds isn't, wasn't actually heavier. wasn't your goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. there's not supposed to be a 20 pound buffer. Yeah. 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 That's, if, that's not where you want to, like, if that's your yeah. goal, if you're that 
far under your goal, then that's not actually where you wanted to be. Where you wanted to be is probably where you are now. <laughs> yeah. 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 But and and then that's not a that's not a buffer because if you were to to be twenty pounds heavier and at the goal that you've set for yourself, mm -hmm. you wouldn't be happy. Correct. Yeah. So um so I sometimes I do need to like reality check my situation, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I've had times where I'm at, I'm like my weight is my weight fluctuates anyways for two or three pounds usually. Mm -hmm. And, but then, but then all of a sudden I'll have a blip. Well, I'll gain like four pounds in one week and I can look back on the week and there's nothing that stands out. That's an explanation to it. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. So mm -hmm. now I really think about, I think that your mental state has a lot to, to do with what your body holds on to and doesn't hold on to, mm -hmm. et cetera, which was completely off topic, but anyway. No, but you know what? You know what's interesting about it that's actually right, like right on topic is that one of the things that he's, that he talks about with goals, one of the most important things about deciding what your goal is going to be is that it needs to be a goal that is actually your own. Yeah, And so I think mm. what you're talking about with these goal weight situations is that sometimes we have an idea of what would be a good goal for us. Like, and that's, and that would be like our goal, but then we also feel pressure to yeah. have a different goal because someone else has that goal or someone else has said that should be your goal or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. Like, I mm -hmm. do think that we're very influenced by the people around us by things like the BMI, you know, whatever it might be, yeah. think like, oh, this is what my goal is supposed to be, or this is what yeah. my goal should be. And in some cases, that is a reasonable and relevant goal for you. But in a lot of cases, it might not be. Yeah. And so when we're setting goals, whether it's an outcome goal, like a goal weight, Mm -hmm. or even a behavior goal for the next day. Yeah. You know, it has to be a goal that is yours, that yeah. you want for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the other thing, the difference with when you have that outcome goal is that if you are only focused on that outcome goal, Mm -hmm. You never get to enjoy the process and acknowledge the changes that are happening along the way. Yeah. And goes back to him talking about valuing yourself. So valuing your whole self at each and every point. Mm -hmm. Remember the one exercise that, that was in a, 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 in a weekly one time and it was about, you know, stand in front of the mirror with your clothes off. Yeah. And how many people were just terrified that, yeah. of actually doing that? But if you never actually take a good look, you don't notice the changes that are happening. Mm -hmm. And if you wait until you have got you know, the outcome goal, you, you, there may be things that you all of a sudden find that you're unhappy with. And and because you didn't get used to seeing them along the way and mm -hmm. taking note of them, right? Especially when it comes to excess weight, because, you know, most of us are not thinking that, well, things are going to get flabby. There's going to be 
because we think, well, we're going to remove the weight and then everything's going to be perfect. Well, unfortunately, mm -hmm. we need to also be honest and recognize that, you know, the, the skin is, it loses elasticity and that mm -hmm. we've, you know, we've stretched it at different points in our life. And then yeah. as it's come back, it, it, it isn't going to just bounce back like, mm -hmm. like it did. And no amount of exercise, no amount of crunches, like, <laughs> you know, is going to bring you back to day one on earth, you know, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and so I think that it is, that's part of it with the little goals is that it, it mm -hmm. allows us to slow down a little bit and, and mm -hmm. just take, take note of those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I like that. Um, I'm, so in this same section where he's talking about the goals, he also gets talking about habits because mm. there's a lot of overlap there, right? Especially when we're talking about behavioral goals, because those behavioral goals, if we do them consistently, can become habits. And in many cases, that's the goal, right? That's that's the goal of the goal, right? We, yeah. we, we want these behaviors to become habits because we yeah. want them to become something that we do without thinking. And there were a few like day-to-day -day behaviors, day-to-day -day habits that he listed. And I just was curious if you had these habits. Yeah. So the first one is putting your clothes in the hamper or on the floor when you take them off. Yeah. I put them in the hamper. Yeah, I don't put them up. I yeah, I put them in the hamper. Yeah, yeah. when I and take I them put, up. I put them right in the washing machine. <laughs> unless well. they're white, unless they're white, then I put them on top of the washing machine. That's that's how I separate. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you know me, I'm too lazy to I'm too lazy to open my blinds. I'm also too lazy to <laughs> put those in a hamper and then put them in the washing machine. <laughs> They just have to go right into the washing machine. Well, you know, you're just, you know, you're just more efficient. You skip Exactly. Exactly. Thank yes. you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Good. Another one was sitting on a certain cushion on your couch. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah, me same. too. Yeah. <laughs> Always the exact same yeah. spot. Yeah. Now, um, do you, but do you rotate your cushion so that they all get, they yes, get worn? I, okay. Yes, I do. Of course you do. This uh, is how we're friends because, you know. <laughs> Of course. Um, do you fold your towels in a specific way? I've just changed the way that I do because now I roll them. Remember, I sent you a photo because oh, it yeah, looks so good right. on my little shelf. And it, and it did look good on your little shelf. It looks like a hotel. It does. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it because I like my towels folded a certain way. I'm very particular with the folding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was too. Um, start the coffee maker when you walk into the kitchen in the morning. Yes. First thing it's already set to go. I, I, if I, it wasn't such a pain to have to reset the timer for like the second pot, I would have it reset. But I, uh, first thing I do is go and put that on and then, and then empty the dishwasher. Okay. First thing I do is turn the kettle on. So yeah. similar. Yep. And, oh, and do you cross your legs when you sit down? Oh, well, they're crossed right now. Yes, I do. And you? No. No. no you. <laughs> actually, I, I cross my ankles. Yeah. And I okay. do cross my ankles. And actually, you know, I also like rub my feet together. That's a thing that I do. Okay. And, but my dad does it. Okay. And every time I see him doing it, I'm like, oh, I do that. 
and it's really weird. And I didn't even really realize that I did it other than like people in my life have said like, stop rubbing your feet. And I'm like, Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Didn't realize I was first a doing it, B bothering you, but Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. well, one habit that bothers me is like Phil likes, has his hand on the shifter and always is pushing the button. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, touching that. Stop doing that. <laughs> and we're going on a nine hour road trip on the weekend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just turn the volume up on that okay. podcast. so like all these like little silly things and like we don't even think of them as habits I think because we've just done them for so long and we've done them the same way for whatever reason whether it's you know helpful or not and and then it becomes this you know unconscious habit um I also thought it was interesting that there was a section in this chapter where he talks about this idea of 21 days to Ugh. habit. Yes. Okay. Were you shocked that that is like not even true? Okay. Myth. Shocked and not shocked. Like shocked. Okay. Not shocked because I never really bought into the idea. I okay. never really bought into the idea that if you did something for 21 days in a row that like magically it became a habit. Like it just yep. seemed first of all too good to be true, second of all not long enough. You know, like it third of all like I know with habits that you could have done the same habit for years and then stopped doing it like and it's gone, you know. So yeah. so I never really fully bought into it. What shocked me was where the idea came from in the first place. I I have that on here, like ridiculous. So it says, and I'm reading directly from the book, it's believed that the idea stems from research in the 1950s that looked at how long it took plastic surgery patients on average to get used to their new features. This is this is these are the kind of things, Henny, that I think what else are we being sold that is a bunch of BS? I mean total malarkey. Well, BMI. BMI's the same. same. The must drink eight glasses of water every day. Yes. Same thing. Like these are these are such ridiculous things that that we've heard from so many people in so many contexts for so long that we take to be truth because why not like why would we have any reason to ex- to doubt it to expect that it's not and and then like mind blown i yeah. was flabbergasted and all of this happening before social media so yeah. to spread the bullshit yeah. <laughs> right. I like, why can't you and I come up with something that becomes like, like, like you know, let's just throw something out there like for Dick, you know, we're going like, to have to think about that because <laughs> that could be real fun. <laughs> <laughs> I would be into that. Let's oh just, my goodness. Let's just make up something and get everyone to believe it. <laughs> it's amazing. 
Absolutely. So is there anything else to do with setting small goals and building habits that you wanted to touch on from that chapter? The only thing that I had here was that there was a, there was, um, he spoke in there about habits, like habits that, that you were mentioning, like the automatic things you don't even think about, and then versus an intentional habit. So ah. when you set goals, you set intentional habits that because those are the things that you want to change. Because obviously, if you've set yourself a goal, if you don't change anything, what you're doing, you will not achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. Right. Because something needs to shift or change to have a different outcome. Mm -hmm. um, and so it says like when you set goals, you set intentional habits. But over time, those change just to an automatic habit. Mm -hmm. So the intentional habit, though, is that you have to it pro it it challenges your cognitive thinking about it mm -hmm. because it takes effort to think about those for to make sure that you're actually doing the habit. Do them. Yeah. And then but then it it, it just becomes a conscious uh, an unconscious habit. Right. That you do. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. I think that's important to keep in mind too that that it can be a habit and we still have to think about it. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like I and think you know maybe ultimately we're looking for something to be automatic, but it's not going to. It's going to be more than twenty-one days. I'm thinking <laughs> it's going to be more like twenty-one years. Yeah. Some things may be very fast, like it may be a. Because that's the thing that there are things that we start to introduce at different points in our life that we maybe enjoy more because well, that's often it too. It's like wanting to slip in doing something. You don't want to do it or you don't see the instant benefit from it. So that keeps you and, from doing it. And it would depend on how close it is to something you're doing already. Exactly. Right? It's so a piggybacking. Like, yeah. So like imagine that you already have a habit of taking the stairs everywhere you go instead of an elevator or an escalator yeah. you know it wouldn't be that much more of a habit really to you know like be like oh I take the stairs everywhere I go and I uh yeah. you know park a little farther or right. you know like like because yeah. you're already doing something without even thinking of it to be, to move your feet more. So it's not that much, it's not really out of the way for you to like push that a little bit more. Yeah. Whereas if you are not doing anything like that at all, then to, you know, like, you know, if you, for, or even like physically, if, if physically moving around is challenging and, you know, it's a good day if you, you know, um, manage to make it out of your house, you know, it, it wouldn't yeah. be a realistic goal to say, okay, well, you know, this week I'm going to like go for a 5k walk every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you do have to sort of think about what is realistic and the closer it is to something you're already doing, the easier it's going to be to maintain it. Yeah. And the, the other thing he talked about was that to rem it was a reminder that thoughts are also habitual. Hmm. Negative and positive. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's reorganizing those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
that leads really nicely into mindset shift number four because mindset shift number four is is a an example of how we think about ourselves. So the shift is shifting from the idea that I need to fix my weaknesses Mm -hmm. into a mindset where I need to enhance my best traits. Yeah. And yeah, I really loved this chapter. (laughs) Yeah. This, this chapter actually found it was emotional for me to read. Okay. Uh, only because it is just this week when I saw um, the, my therapist lady yeah. is that she, we were just starting to sort of talk about that and why is it I have a habit of taking everybody's, like I always assume it's me that's wrong. Like I, mm. I and there's... I take that on for everyone and I give everybody else a break with it, but I never give myself and I, right. I don't even consider what my strengths are. So I was reading this and I was just like, uh, I get actually get, was getting teary at certain yeah, parts of it. That. So, so anyways, and then you asked me, you know, asked me so nicely to do this quiz. So, okay. Do that quiz. So the, I know. I, I felt so bad. I sent, I sent Sandy a text message with a link to an online quiz and then a comment that says, uh, do this quiz. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then I did text you then and said, I'm so bossy. Ha ha ha. Like, <laughs> that was my way of apologizing for being so bossy. And so, but I do then have to ask you because one of the questions on there was, do you always consider... <laughs> the outcome of what you're going to say on others before you say it. And I'd have to say, I hope that you answered never. I never (laughs) did that. (laughs) I definitely didn't say always. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. So the whole point of this mindset shift is that when we when we view something as being wrong and needing to be fixed, we approach it very differently than if we uh, than if we come at it thinking that it's already got these great things and like, how can I use those things? And so when we're talking about ourselves, if we believe ourselves, like if we believe that something is wrong with us and that's why we have to lose weight or that's why we have to change something else about our body because something is wrong, then we're coming at ourselves with this deficit idea, right? And and we're we're more likely to be negative about ourselves. We're more likely to be hard on ourselves when we don't accomplish the thing that we're trying to quote unquote fix, you know? And, and so the shift is focus on the strengths that you do have and use those strengths to help you navigate things that are more challenging. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we are feeling really crappy about ourselves, it's hard to really recognize what those strengths are mm-hmm. because we're, we're so almost like we're, we're made in such a way that we 
immediately focus on the negative and immediately focus on what we can't do and what we aren't doing and what's wrong. And we forget that just because this one piece of us or our one, this one piece of our life isn't exactly how we envisioned it, it doesn't mean that we don't have all these other great things going for us. Yeah. 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 Well, I I, th I think it's because it's it's like in the if we were to rank things that the the negative things are always at the top of the list and and it takes more of our attention and we never you know the anything that we perceive and I think I think sometimes even for myself it's like and we you and I offline chatted about this a couple of couple of weeks ago that f acknowledging the things that you do well or accepting when someone mm. else makes a comment or how they view you with how they see you mm -hmm. and how it can be so different than the way that you see yourself mm -hmm. or you feel that that it's being said because someone wants you to feel better mm -hmm. rather than actually meaning it mm -hmm. and 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 why that is for me it's very difficult to mm -hmm. see the difference yeah, it almost like can sort of rock you a little bit. It can be kind of like you feel uneasy or you feel mm -hmm. like you're you're on uneven ground when people are telling you things about yourself that you don't see. Yeah, and th but that's the thing then. So how do you know, how do you trust yourself to actually acknowledge or know your strengths at all mm. do you know what I mean like mm -hmm. I think I don't th I I would say that I mean this is generous that 50% of 50% of us actually do like feel very confident in the things that we are good at and mm. then 50% of us think we might be good at things that maybe we're really not mm. And then think that we're not good at things that we actually really are. Right. For right. many different reasons. Maybe we don't want to be good at certain things. Mm -hmm. And we we perceive ourselves to be better at other things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, is it important for... Do you think it is important information to receive feedback from other people on how they view us? I think it depends on who you're receiving the feedback from. Okay. And okay, so and do you think that that information is is really this our strength or what they get from us, like how they feel about themselves because of an action or because of an interaction with us? I think it can be either. Okay, I think it can be either depending on what it is, right? Like, I think. I think when someone recognizes something in you, it's their perception of you, right? So they're recognizing something in you based on what you're presenting. Yeah. Um, so is it, could it be that you are presenting something that isn't true to yourself? It could yeah. be. Yeah. But I think I would, I would argue that more often than not, when people perceive things in us, they're there, what, whether we perceive it in ourselves or not. Okay. But, but I think it could be either. I think it's, I think it's a tricky thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you. It, it does depend on, on the source. 
I, I, you know, for me, there are certain words that have like the, the meaning is so like, oh, you're awesome. Awesome. What is that? That's how I feel about interesting. Like whenever my students say that something was interesting, I'm like, what does that mean? Mm. Yeah. Like so well, my, mother I, said, my I, mother says, oh, that's interesting. It means she doesn't like it. It means she doesn't like exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, I think that we in general are quick to pick up on things that we perceive in ourselves as flaws and it takes a lot more effort and a lot more reflection to recognize the strengths that we do have but when we do recognize those strengths and mm -hmm. this is what dr foster is suggesting is that we we can leverage those strengths we can yeah. can use those strengths to help us navigate sticky situations to help us you know, achieve those behavioral goals that we were talking about, you know, that, yeah. that can help us with all of those other things. And so mm -hmm. I think understanding our strengths is, is, is an important piece of the puzzle, you yeah. know? And, and so the survey that I asked Sandy to do, well, that I told Sandy she needed to do under <laughs> no uncertain terms <laughs> was yeah. a survey that is suggested in the book and it comes, it's a free survey online. I'll link to it in the, in the notes. So please go in and do the survey yourself and let us know what your, what your top uh, character strength or character strength is. But it's called, the website is via character.org and the survey asks you a whole bunch of different questions and it breaks down your strengths into 24 different character traits and then the results i think they rank them all but they they mostly like focus on your top five yeah and that's what dr foster says he said take those top five and use those leverage those and yeah. so i am so curious to know what your five are okay are you ready i'm ready number one love mm -hmm. human so it said humanity are that, you are you surprised that, that love is not in my top five no. <laughs> i don't know who i am because if the description says valuing close relations with others in particular those in which sharing and caring are reciprocated mm -hmm. being close to people yeah you're only you only like like to put on a the prickly outside like but you're not they're no, like it's a, it's a facade it is a big facade yeah, yeah. But, but maybe I it's a Maybe it's a facade for yourself too. Maybe you're like, you, you, you don't see yourself as that, but I think you do. Yeah, I do. Okay. I know myself pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's a good one for you. Yeah. Okay. okay. What else is on your list? Humor. That's my number two. Okay. Liking to laugh and tease, bringing smiles to other people, seeing the light side, making, uh, and then it says not necessarily telling jokes. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see that myself. Yeah, I, I, I like when I, I did, I did rank myself as being funny because I, I can be funny. And you are I mean, funny. If, if, sorry, if you want to say that sarcasm is funny too. Like, of course, I, I think so. I think sarcasm yeah. is a, is a part of humor. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Judgment. 
So it says wisdom. So thinking things through and examining them from all sides, not jumping to conclusions. Are you going to look? I see you're looking at me. <laughs> Being able to change one's mind in light of evidence and weighing all evidence fairly. That's that's you. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not, not jumping to conclusions. Is not you at all. <laughs> okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, curiosity. So it says curiosity and it says wisdom. Taking an interest in ongoing experience for its own sake, finding subjects and topics fascinating, exploring. Yes. That's me. Yes, yeah, that's you. Yes. Pr prudence, uh, temperance, being careful about one's choices, not taking undue risks, not saying or doing things that might later be regretted. That also is you. And in, in a lot of aspects of my life, I would say, that, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Okay. So even though I said it was BS, I guess I was going to say she she like she sends me this text message earlier <laughs> today. She's like the results of the quiz BS. And I'm like, <laughs> really? Yeah, really? Because I think mine are pretty good. <laughs> OK, so is there any of those five things? Is there yeah. anyone on there that you're you, that you would say this is one of the strengths that I really clung to? either when I was losing weight or that you cling to now as you continue to maintain a healthy lifestyle? Okay, for 100% that I cling to now is the finding subjects and topics fascinating and exploring and discovering. Yeah. Because that, that has for sure expanded, um, yeah, and it, to things that I'm so interested in that 10 years ago, weren't even on my radar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. As far as the first part, I guess I could say mm -hmm. maybe the close, maybe the love part of it, because I, I mean, you know, I mean, I've been married twice and neither, neither spouse ever, ever commented on my weight. Right. Ever commented on my weight. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel never commented on something I ate or that I should or shouldn't have eaten. Right. Anything like that. And and both saw me weight fluctuate greatly. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. John, 100 pounds mm -hmm. either way. Mm -hmm. and, and Phil, like 70. Mm -hmm. So, and up and down, up and down, up and down, but never yeah. once. Yeah. Or, or made me feel unattractive or mm -hmm. anything like that. So, so I, that so that's a bit that that's a big it is like, and I piece and, of the until just asking me that I don't know that I really thought about thought that. about that yeah. yeah 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 so mine yes number one love of learning yeah huh. wow mastering new skills topics and bodies of knowledge whether on your own or formally it's related to the strength of curiosity but goes beyond it to describe a tendency to add to what one already knows. Yes, 100%. So, yeah. Number two is perspective. Mm -hmm. Being able to provide wise counsel to others and oh having, my God. having ways of looking at the world that makes sense to oneself and to others. Mm-hmm, 100%. Number three is leadership. 
Oh God, honey. Encouraging yeah. a group of which one is a member to get things done and at the same time maintain good relationships within the within the group. You you okay, you do that, but sometimes you don't want to. That is very true. <laughs> but that is for sure. Like once you've taken it on. I think and yeah. it depends and it yeah, and it depends on the setting of like when when it mm -hmm. really counts, you, you want to be the person in charge. Correct. Always. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, number four is honesty. Mm -hmm. Speaking the truth, but more broadly presenting oneself in a genuine way and acting sincerely, being without pretense and taking responsibility for one's actions. Mm-hmm. And then my five is humor. Yeah. Liking to laugh and tease, just like what you yeah. said. Yeah. Those are 100% you. I think so. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like if I think of my like character traits that are strengths. Yeah. I think so. I think so. So then, so then the next part of it is how do I leverage, how have I leveraged those to... Mm. Well, I'll tell you how I have not leveraged one of them. Okay. <laughs> and how that has been a problem for me. Okay. And that's the honesty piece. Like, yeah. When when I get when I get into a situation with my weight or with my eating that is not making me feel good, I'm not honest about it with myself or with others, and that's the problem. And as soon as, as soon yeah. as I'm willing to acknowledge that it's like, that I'm doing something that I shouldn't, that I, that I know I don't want to be doing or that I'm not happy with how things are. As soon as I acknowledge it, it's like, as soon as I acknowledge it for myself and I'm willing to be honest with myself about it, then I can tell other people about it. And then I can, then I can like, like turn the ship around. Would you like to shorten the time between? Yes. <laughs> In all seriousness, I do think that loving to learn new things, similar to your curiosity, like that's a really, that's been really key for me. Mm -hmm. Learning that the things that I've learned about health and nutrition my whole life pieces of that was right and pieces of that yeah. has been updated yes you know and then learning also that that as my and this is like the learning and the perspective sort of tied together learning for myself that as my environment changes as my situation mm. changes and as I grow like as I become you know the, the person I was three years ago or the person that I am today or the person that I'll be three years from now, that, that it's not the same. Yeah. Nothing is ever the same. Right. And so recognizing that if I'm, if I have a different perspective, that is to be expected. Right. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I would encourage, even though Sandy thought at face value the quiz was nonsense, I would encourage people, if they haven't done it before, to check it out <laughs> and see. And and maybe that's what I'll, um, maybe I'll, I'll put a link to it on Instagram and I'll ask people in the stories to, uh, to share their, their top character trait strength. Yes, 
I think that we can end with um, something I wrote down, which was, you know, we, we want to shift from what's wrong to what's strong. I wrote that down too. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to the punch two times. Today. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> It's not what's wrong. It's what's strong. Yes. Focus, focus, on, focus on those strengths and, and use them. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And next week, we'll look at shifts, shifts five, six, and seven. Ooh. Okay. Or maybe just five and six, depending, depending on how meaty they are. I mean, we haven't exactly. read them yet, so, yeah, so we'll see. It. We'll yeah. see. And uh, and if you are enjoying our like little mini series, you know, with a few weeks in a row of the same kind of topic, um, let us know. And if you don't ever want us to do anything this long and drawn out again, let us know that too. And we won't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. But I, but I have a sense that it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think so too. Sorry, pretty interesting. Sorry, I mean, <laughs> words that neither one of us like. <laughs> That's right. You cheated. <laughs> Always oh, a delight and a pleasure to speak with you. You too, my friend. And uh, we'll chat with you later. Bye.